to say, yes, sir. And then the Bible goes on to say, eh, hey, if you are obedient, you are calling the Bible, Alaba Shake Bredo Sokolo. Hey! Hallelujah! Ah, no, let's do this thing. Give me First Peter chapter 3. I feel the anointing to teach this thing. The light, if the light goes on, it's not enough. It's not enough for the light to go on. The Bible says the light shines. It shines. No, my light will not just go on. No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my the weather. This is good weather to be here. Yeah, it's very good weather to be here. Thank you so much for that amazing word, Deacon Flavian. I was just thinking, um, you know, most of the manners that we pick as we grow up come from the school we go to. Um, there are as, as we begin to grow and we go to school you can find a child was okay but when they go there they meet influences so in a school place we don't just get academics we get education and we begin to pick up behavioral patterns you can find there's there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's like a guy who laughs a certain way and everybody thinks it's cool. You go back home, you find you are laughing the same way. You find you've grown to my inside jokes. You've picked up a cool language. I never knew XA until I went to school. You know, you found you never knew the word luck until you went to school. You never knew the word weed until you went to school. It's not part of what the syllabus had. But you picked it as you went to school. I was talking to somebody who said, I began smoking because my friend just used to smoke and I thought it's not a bad idea. It's not part of the education system, but you find it there. So the education system as a system is for things. You can find a person never used to insult but because they've been exposed, they come back home, suddenly, do, 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 uncensored. Me, I'm even censoring. <laughs> Can you get away from me? What's your problem? Uh, can't you see I'm trying to preach, this boy? So, the education system, yeah. Praise God, hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> All right. Um, there are also some good habits which you can pick from, uh, from school. 
I never knew I never knew um I never I, I never knew just how seriously ministry was taken until I met some people in in school when I met Apostle Fred, I was surprised that meeting this guy, he's preaching in the library. Who does that? And I thought he was going to come down for 10 minutes. The guy was loudly preaching to somebody, getting into a debate. I looked at him. The guy had baggy jeans and a big sweater. I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Because me, I was some kind of, some kind of cool Christian. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was cool like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, not cool for smoking, just... <laughs> so I was thinking... This debate seems too hot. I couldn't keep it. I decided to go help him because the other guy kept arguing. So I went. Like, he's embarrassing the Christian community. Like, wow. I didn't even know him. I was like, eh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then I realized ah, he had a point. Now, why is he losing the debate? So I joined him. And we started arguing, I think, against this guy till he got the, the point. Then as we were going out, we were both infuriated at the fact that he was he was just saying bad things and arguing. We were talking. We didn't even know each other. We were just saying, can you imagine it? Because First Corinthians says, yeah, that's the same thing that Jeremiah was saying. Yeah, when you read Ezekiel. You know, then when we came out, we were like, wait, what's your name? <laughs> that's how our friendship started. And looking back, I realized we have nothing in common except the word of God. Those who've been with us, Apostle Fred and I can sit down and point how we are discussing scriptures. Afterwards, we've got nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, he likes, food, he likes soccer. I don't even know what that is. You know, last time I thought La Liga was playing or something. That's the that's team I wanted to be a part of, honestly. I support La Liga, honestly. That's the that's team I support. So, I had to force him to learn the guitar and the keyboard. I taught him to play both, but he was holding the guitar quite like a ten super. <laughs> then I told him, You actually are holding it very well, just to encourage him. <laughs> But then I also picked up a few things from how he was doing ministry and I was like, my goodness, we are lacking. I was from Kasama and I was thinking, I was, you know, I'm a pastor's kid. I'm like, the happening guy in the village when it comes to scriptures. But then I come here and there's a guy who's on fire who doesn't care. He's preaching in the library. I'm like, what have I been doing? I picked up things. I met uh, Vanessa Lawrence. All those people, they were doing ministry at a at a rate I wasn't doing it at. So when I came around here, I picked Misango. You see what an education system can do? But imagine if we create an education system where it's mandatory. I was in a Catholic school and it was mandatory for you to attend mass thrice a week. We had mass on Wednesday. Am I right? On Friday? You have to be there. You are expelled if you miss mass for three times consecutively. You don't even like the priest, but you have to be there. You, sometimes there were a priest, the, the priest is drunk. There's a priest one time who came. And I'm not saying priests drink. I'm just 
saying there was a priest who drank. We knew, we saw him. I'm not hiding. The guy was drunk, but we had to be there and listen to every, every, everything, whatever he was saying, we had to be there. Shabalum Bresh never no lender or it on a nishbadation. Because you are in their school, Kaili. So they call, they call the shots. Now imagine if you've got a school, you have to attend fellowship thrice a week. This Sunday, we have minister so preaching. This Friday, there's like a revival with Deacon Flavian. Next Saturday, there's this, there's Deacon Joe. And then even if you don't like them, when you sit in a place where the Spirit of God is communicating, you will change. You will change. Trust me. He is an influence. Man. The Bible says, so went among the prophets and came out prophesying. So when you come into an education system which is based on the word of God, they have monitored and evaluated their syllabi system and curriculum and all that kind of stuff. I decree and declare there will be people in this place within a short period of time who own schools. Amen. There are people in this place that are going to be designing curricula. Amen. Uh, your MN is not as strong as the declaration is coming. I said some of you will be running tuition centers that will catch popularity in the name of Jesus. Shout, that's me. This is why we are talking about how to increase in grace. Because when that thing comes on you, you become popular. You can't explain how. And remember, we discussed that uh, grace is something that comes through different ways, right? We talked about honor. Who remembers that? Wow, a few of you. Sorry, forgive my rings. <laughs> Praise God, hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. So we talked about honor. Who else, who, who, who remembers what else we talked about? Apart from honor? Huh? That's just the one you want. You just want dispensation because that's where we ended. <laughs> so we talked about honor. Okay. We talked about faith. Faith is one way in which you access grace, right? And we were looking at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. There's an amazing principle there. Okay, it's, uh, it, it's revelation which brings out principle. It's, it's a rarity. But there are some scriptures when you read, you know, you, uh, you draw out a principle, although it's revelatory. It says, for by grace have you been saved through faith. So what saves you is the grace of God. But how is that power that transfers you from death to life made available to you? It's through the conduit of faith. Okay. So we said faith is a conduit through which we access grace. So you learned a new word there. You uh, tell your boyfriend when you go back home, through which conduit are you going to send money? Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. All right. 
So we also talked about acknowledgement. Remember the example I gave you that faith is like toys. Graces are like toys which father buy, a father buys for, let's say, these twins. And when a twin wants to use the other toy for the friend, they don't have to say, ah, daddy, I want also. They just have to learn to ask. So this is why we talked about honoring each other, right? You have to honor each other. The Bible teaches to honor each other in reverence for Christ, in reverence to Christ. So it's not just honoring elders, it's about honoring one another, okay? You cannot access a grace you do not have faith in. You cannot access a grace, you cannot walk in a grace which you do not honor. Because I told you that graces are a little bit different from the honors. You can find that the honor is even nice and cool and calm and collected and really fun. But the grace they carry isn't. It demands honor. So if you become too familiar to, with someone, you find that you are losing out on experiencing the grace they carry. Because the moment an anointing notices familiarity, it withdraws. It will give you a dry friendship. So you have to be very careful. Are you listening to me? That's very important. Uh, you don't have to be familiar to be a friend to someone. Friendships don't... There are people who greet each other and then say, ah, you've seen people like that, eh? You'll be shocked. You've never met those people. Yeah, but even in the faith, you may not be greeting each other with insults, but there are people who just... It's blown air there. It's just, there's no friendship. You don't have to be too familiar. You, will not, you will stop seeing the gifts of, that are on someone when you're too familiar with them. It's like when you're too familiar with yourself. So, some of you need God to introduce you to yourself. This, this, is a, this is a problem. Yeah, this is a problem that many creative people have. They've never had confidence in themselves. So when they create something, they are the worst critics of themselves. Not constructive criticism. They just don't think they can do anything good. They are like, forget it. You've, you've been, you are familiar with your own gifts. Sometimes I listen to myself preach and I go, hey, preach man of God. Hey. Not out of, of course, I may be my favorite man of God, but not out of being my favorite man of God, but out of reverence for what God has placed on my life. I acknowledge what God has placed on my life as separate from me. It's a grace. And if I don't honor it and I treat it with the respect it deserves in prayer, in increasing it through the study of the word of God and associating with the right people and sharing the revelations that God is giving me consistently, then I'm not honoring my own grace. When the Bible says, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, it includes yourself. Don't look down on yourself. Some people, it's not people who are their issue, it's themselves. Hallelujah. So you have to learn to acknowledge. Then we talked about impartation. Graces can be imparted. <clears throat> okay? Graces can be imparted. Um, before Elijah went to heaven, he left a double of what he carried. He left it on him. So graces can be 
imparted. Spirits can be replicated, and by spirit, I mean the grace, the anointing, because that's a spiritual substance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, it can be shared. The spirit of wisdom rested on Moses, on, on Joshua, when Moses laid hands on him. Also, the Bible says, they shall lay their hands on the sick, and the sick shall be. That's an impartation of the grace for healing. So when I'm praying for you, I'm releasing divine energy for healing. It means I have it. So I share that grace with you. Are you listening to me? Well, that's important. Okay? But if you think your friend doesn't have anything, the anointing will bounce back. You know the anointing? Let me tell you something about the anointing. It can, I can be releasing it like this. It's hitting me back in the face. That's how grace operates. Do you remember when Jesus Christ went to preach to his uh, hometown? He went to his hometown to preach. But as, as he was preaching, the Bible says he couldn't do any miracles. Jesus, who the Bible says, he was anointed beyond measure. Th th this man, the Bible says, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. That's an anointing on its own. But he was also anointed with power. <laughs> Yet he went to his village and the Bible says he couldn't work miracles. He couldn't. It didn't say he wouldn't. That means it's not, the issue was not that he was not willing. The issue was that his ability was cut short because the bible says they were offended at him they said who is who does he think he is just yesterday he now thinks he's the messiah then they went and they are listening to him like this so the thing was hitting him right back in the face and the Bible says Jesus was shocked. Two things that have ever shocked Jesus in the Bible from my reading. Faith and faithlessness. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, the anointing won't be released if you don't honor. That's why sometimes we insist that you honor. Talk properly to me. I'm not your friend. I'm your man of God. You must be careful how you address me. You can't be saying me. I'm not saying I am God, but if God is going to use me to help you, then you must look at me as somebody who's going to help you, and you must give me the respect that I deserve. <laughs> Sorry if I sound like I'm demanding honor, I'm just teaching you the truth. I'm actually, I feel like I'm a very cool person, but the anointing may not be cool. So I'm warning you, sometimes the issue may not be that I'm anointed, but that you lack revelation. All right. So I also talked about partnership and prayer. And I want to teach you something on partnership and prayer. Now, I told you during the overnight that one way in which we experience grace is through praying for the person that we uh, admire the grace on, the people that you you, 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 you want to be like them. Pray for them. When you pray for people, you begin to attract the grace that they, they walk in now. I'll explain that later. What I want to explain is how partnership is a way in which you can also access grace. Now, this is very important. And you have to listen to me because the issue with money always brings about offenses. It always, money, you know why money brings about offenses? Because money is a treasure. And remember what the Bible teaches. Where your treasure is, your heart also will be. So, Eh? 
Eh. So concept why kata yo ndie umpwa kuti why kata chirife bwino. Yo olesa ku church wali balezi nakulaisa ku church. Nombo mwana walanda chirete mpia. Ah, apitirila. See. Because ale kata kumu kumutima. Mutima wina ole tunchira tu tu tu. Ole mtu ale songkola ko efu. Ale songkola ko firafine. Chakana. So money has always been an issue of contention. And this is why you need to have an understanding of money. I, I, are you listening to me? I want you to look at Philippians chapter number one, verse three. Twenda na yesu. 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 All right. Now. Now. Um, are you ready to listen to this stuff? This is like some, some deep stuff. Eh? So you have to follow me very closely. I am praying that by the end of this month, everybody, I didn't say those who are working, I said everybody must become a partner financially to the ministry. Okay? Everybody must become a partner to this ministry. The reason why sometimes, it's not luck. It's not because you don't have money, maybe that's why you don't give. It's because you lack revelation. And if you have revelation and you don't give, then there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, listen to this. Verse, I'll begin from verse 3 of the KJV. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you for your fellowship. Uh, verse 4. Always in every prayer of mine for you or making requests with joy. Listen to this, listen to this. This is interesting. He says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So imagine I have got many members in my church. Then every time I'm praying, let's say for Deaconess Tendai, every time I'm praying for her, I begin by giving thanks. For others, I don't know what I'm starting with. Let's not go there. But for her, I'm beginning by giving thanks. That's what the man of God there was saying. He says, for you, I begin by giving. Every time I remember you, I say, Lord, you are good, -na -na -na. you are good, and your mercy is forever. And, you know, even the voice changes. <laughs> Imagine. Now, what's the reason why the man of God is giving thanks? Look at this. He says, always in every prayer for you, making requests with joy. Because every time the man of God thinks of you, he goes, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, mm. my very soul shout, shout, hallelujah, praise God for sending her or him. You, you know what I mean? Eh? Mm. Then there are some people when you are praying for them, they're like, anyway, Lord, uh, I'm telling you, I'll show you. There are some people who when Paul was praying, he's grudging. He's like, what's the problem with these people? Anyway, bless them. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, because of your riches in, in mercy. But you will not be the latter. 
I said you'll be the former. Hallelujah. <laughs> he says, for your fellowship, he now gives a reason. He says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Meaning these people, the moment they got saved, they became partners or they began to fellowship in the gospel. The word fellowship comes from the Greek word koinonia, which has got about seven meanings, and you use a meaning you want to use depending on the context in which you are using it, okay? So it means participation, it means fellowship, it means relationship, it means communion, and it also means partnering. So he's using it in the context of partnering. It's like, it's like the way you use the word dead. You can use it to mean die, or someone can actually use the word dead to mean they have laughed so hard. You, you, you know what I mean? Eh? So the word koinonia depends on how you're using it, and it's got about seven ways in which it is used. Strange, right? So now when he talks about fellowship there, he's talking about participating through partnership. So he's using the word partnership. Everybody say partnership. So every time the man of God remembers their partnership, when I think of... <laughs> like a song just comes out. When he thinks of you, he gives glory to God. Your memory brings joy. That's you, hallelujah. Amen. And the reason is financial partnership. He's not talking about friendship there because you are good people. No. <laughs> there are many good people who are stingy. Yeah. James was telling of some people, he says, when somebody comes to you and they are hungry, he was telling them, stop telling them, go well, feed. Nishna, we could <laughs> Go well, sir. Eat, feed. We'll pray for you that you never lack. There's, someone tells you they are hungry. Don't tell them, let's pray. Sometimes be a manifestation of the answer to their prayer. There's some people when they tell you, let's pray together, I don't have school fees. Just give them the money because you have. My goodness, I just saw dad. <laughs> Pastor, is it Pastor Shiri, right? I'll give you an opportunity to come greet the church, but I just saw you. You are very welcome, sir. Thank you so much. Just wave at us for now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll give you an opportunity to come greet us. Thank you so much. I feel edited. <laughs> okay. The grace is sufficient. So, uh, he's telling them, don't tell the person, go eat. No, give them something. There are some prayer requests which will stop praying when we reach a certain level of the blessing because when we reach a certain level of the blessing, we become the manifestation of the prayers. We become answers to prayers. Yeah. Lord, send me a man you've reached. of God. <laughs> now, follow this. The reason why I'm very sure... Are, are, are you following? Yes. Now, we are about to make a very serious point, eh? so you have to follow, follow very closely. Look at verse 7. He says, even as it is meet for me to think that is to say it is right. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you, or because I have you in my heart, 
He says, Inasmuch as both in my bonds and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are partakers of my grace. He tells them, because of their participation in the gospel, because of their partnership, because of their giving to him, he says, because of that, you are not just partners in making sure I go to preach or I have enough food. No, 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 no. He says, because you are doing that, you become partakers of my grace. Now, notice he doesn't say you've become partakers of the grace of God. That would be too general. He didn't say you've become partakers of Apollos' grace. He says you've become partakers of my grace. This means that Paul reached a place where he understood the grace he carries, the grace he walks in. He knew, the man knew what he carried. The man knew what he's able to do in Christ Jesus as a person. As per the calling on his life, he knew who he was. Listen, it reaches a place where you know the grace that you carry. It's not pride. You know the thing you carry. You know the thing you walk in. You know, it's, it's like, I remember when I was in grade 10. When I was from grade 10 to grade 12, history was like my easiest subject. The lowest I ever got from grade 10 to grade 12 was a 70% and I felt so bad. Why would anyone get a 70%? This is, this is below human dignity. I was so upset. That's the lowest I ever got in history. So it's like, you know, you, you know the thing you easily flow in. It's not pride, you know. The results are there, Kaingi. Then I tell you, because you are participating by giving me money, that intelligence in history is beginning to rest on you. It says, my grace. There was, let me tell you a story. There was a certain, there was a certain uh, person outside who needed thousands of dollars in order to stay there and in order to in order that their visa is not you know given back because they lacked the money for what they came to, to do that side so the person sent me the last money they had saying this money i'll give you after i'll give you i'll not have anything and i need more so they gave it as a seed don't you think that's scary? I think it is. But you know, I know the stuff that I carry. I told the person, bring. <laughs> if. I know, I know I'm good ground. About a week later, the person called me nearly crying. No. I said, don't worry, I knew it. <laughs> I am aware. I knew it was going to work. It was not me expressing my faith. It was how to express her faith in my grace. That's why Jesus Christ said, your faith has made you whole. So that faith was a conduit through, through which Bartimaeus grabbed the grace to be made whole. So, see, I am a, I, I, your friend, a man of God can be a walking drum of grace and your faith can connect to it. And one way in which your faith can connect to it is through partnership. 
Now, I'm not just saying me as a man of God. Even the ministry, the household of faith church, there are graces that God has peculiarly put on the ministry. And some of you, until you stretch your faith through financial partnership, you will not be partakers of the grace of the house. You need to give. You must learn to give. Somebody say, I'm a giver. Then there was another young lady who sent me a lot of money. And I'm not saying this so that you can start sending me money. No. <laughs> I'm just teaching you. There was another young lady who sent me a lot of money. A man of God, the grace on your life. But then I asked her a question. Do you give at your church? Nisha, I needed money that day. But then I felt in my spirit, I need to find out from her pastor if she gives. The pastor said, ah, no, we know, we know. I told her, get that money, give it to your pastor. Because integrity comes first in ministry. You must keep your integrity. And obviously, gave, God gave me my double doubles over. Because, you, you know, there are some monies when you are waving it goodbye, you are like, <laughs> let me show you something. You know, Three days ago, I was praying with my wife, and I just prayed. And then as we were praying, the Lord began to teach me something. And by the way, one way in which God teaches me a lot is when I'm in prayer. It's amazing. I receive a lot of revelation when I'm praying. Okay? And if you are a, particip a participant of this grace, you begin walking in that, now that you are aware. You, you, you will be bound to prayer because when you are praying, the heavens are open and you're just hearing things, man. You just have to look for your pen and paper and start writing the stuff down because revelation is just pouring like the cup is running over. Praise God. So, we're praying. And then the Lord begins to teach me something about the anointing. Are you ready to learn about it? The Lord told me, you see, son, the anointing, the anointing does not like. Remember what I was teaching you? Now, the anointing, or grace, we, 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 I'm, I will be interchanging the words, okay? Now, grace, a man of God and his grace is like the ground, right? He may not have a seed, but when you give him a seed, he'll give you a tree that you want. So, just because I don't have what you are giving me does not mean I can't give you double of it. Okay, let's take you to the scriptures. So I already warned you that this teaching is a little bit touchy, offends a few people, but I just have to teach you. Remember, Jesus Christ never had given two fish and five loaves. But within him was anointing to feed 5,000 people. And that boy, because he partnered with Jesus, he became a partaker of the Jesus grace. And that grace was able to feed 5,000 men. Women and children have never been counted with 12 baskets remaining. So he went back home with 12 baskets. Praise God. I'm sure he felt like a provider at home as a breadwinner. There's a look that breadwinners have. Can you give me your breadwinner look as the Lord is banking you a breadwinner in 2020? Give me your breadwinner look. Some of you, your breadwinner look is like, 
like bread loser. Come on, give me your bread winner. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I'm just dishing out bread. So, if you, just because you've got two, two loaves of bread and five fish, and Jesus doesn't have, it doesn't mean he cannot feed 5,000. Put it in his hands and see what it would do. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm provoking you to stretch your faith and begin exercising some of these things. Are you listening to me? Now, let me give you one last example. Here is a full man of God named Elijah. Elisha. Elijah, right? Yeah, Elijah. And there's a drought. The anointing is so strong on him that God is causing mwankoles. Now, ravens are some of the most stingy birds. Probably second from vouchers. I have, there was one time I was in a place and I threw a bone. Yeah, the way they fought. I was going closer trying to chase them. They were not focusing on me. They just wanted to fight for the bone. But the Bible says God caused Bamwankole to bring him food. Listen, with this grace you're experiencing, this divine provision that God is releasing on you this year, stingy people will bring you food. Amen. I said stingy people. Amen. You, you know a, a person who's stingy just says, me, I hate everyone, but you, I like you. Amen. Then they give you stuff. Because the Bible says there's a spirit in man. There's something on you which makes stingy people. Then when they go back, they're like... I really don't like that girl. Why did I give her? Anyway, it's okay. Amen. That's what happens. The Bible says, when a man's ways please God, he causes his enemies to shake hands with him. That's you. And you see, pleasing God is not something you do. Jesus already pleased God on your behalf so that you can walk pleasing God without trying to. That's the spelling of grace. That's the spelling of grace. And sometimes it only takes acknowledgement to say, Lord, I walk in that ability. That's what the Bible says. It says that the communication of your faith may be effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Not just in you as, in, as a person, but in Christ Jesus. The Bible says the light of the righteous is like the light of dawn. The older they grow, the brighter it shines. When Abraham was Kuma 90, when everybody was saying he's finished, that's when, God, that's when God came down and said, I've got to take a project for you, Sunny. Just when people think, ah, Vasila, va, Vasevenza Nantisiliza. That's when God comes with a project. Somebody say, I received the project. I received the project. It says the order they get. Haven't you read that Sarah, around, around 60 or 80, she was so beautiful that a certain, a pagan man, Abimelech, began crashing on her. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what the Bible teaches. Oh, yeah, he was crashing on her. And then, this is a worldly person. So worldly people were not looking at how she just speaks in tongues. No, them, they were looking on the face. That means she had something to show for the face. Hallelujah. The older they get, the brighter they So don't think, no, I've been single, now I'm growing up, you're becoming fresher. 
some things you think apply to everyone don't apply to you. They've only applied to you because you've applied on your face. Listen, it's only the lotion you apply that works for you. Whether good or bad. So choose the lotion to apply. Yo, wabula nkumbabuli lotion, wambok suba. they grow, the brighter they shine. I said that would be your story. You only, look, the ladder is not designed to go down. Why are you going down? Keep going up and you're going up in the name of Jesus. You ninaka. So stingy people, stingy animals, these were not even people, began to give him bread. And when he was done, the Bible says God raised a widow in Zerophath to feed him. In a drought, when there was hunger, Kayangani Feminidia, both. So when he reached there, because the Bible says, I have commanded a widow to feed you. This is a widow. He didn't say some rich man, he called a widow. You may think you don't, sometimes you may wonder, why do I keep feeling an urge to give when I don't have? There's something that God wants you to have. But until you realize that the fact that you are giving to the ground a seed, and it doesn't have that seed, does not mean it can't give you a tree. The anointing does not lack. This is the reason why a lot of people don't give to their man of God. They are thinking, I'll, I'll look there's that man of God for on TV. That's the one I'm going to give to. It's, why, why don't you see the grace? Some of you think it's because of fami- familiarity. It could be. But the deepest, revelation, the deepest problem is a lack of revelation. You don't know that the fact that someone does not have something does not mean they can't give you double of it. And I'm going into the dispensation issue. Ka? I'm driving towards the dispensation issue. It, it will make sense. So this man of God goes there. And the Bible says, I've commanded a widow to feed you. So, he found the widow at the gate. The widow was checking to see if God was being serious. How can God send a man, a full prophet, to come feed from me in this this situation? (laughs) So, as she was checking, it was 14 hours, she was checking, the man of God is not coming. She's like, praise God. 15 hours, he's not showing up, praise God. Oh, wait, it was just, you know, you know what they say, there's a difference between a prophetic dream and the prophet having a dream. So, dream you know, but God had got, 17 hours not coming. Just when she was saying, let me pick some firewood to go cook, 1710, the man of God showed up. The same way she saw him in the dream with a bald head and a long beard <laughs> with a chest like this during a hunger, a hunger period. Very hungry. He was like, oh no. Then she went closer to see if he's really a man of God. The man of God. Greetings. Y- yes, sir. How are you? Yes. Uh, I'm asking for some water. The woman was like, praise God, he just wants water. So there was a wall this side. You know those walls for going like this and turning like this. So as she was going, just praying that she turns and he does not ask for food. Just when she was about to turn, the man of God says, and they can bread. 
the woman's energy finished. If she was dramatic, she even did a girigidi. <laughs> but when she fed the man of God what he asked for, just because the man of God did not have food, did not mean he did not have the capacity to release oil to feed her for the rest of the famine. And this is the dispensational revelation that we must walk in for this, for, for this age. The problem with this age is that they don't know the grace in which they operate. This age is a spiritual age. If you want to walk in grace in this age, you must, you must have revelation. You must be spiritual. When you look at the Old Testament, the issue... The kind of people that were in the Old Testament were people who were flesh people. Are you following? Flesh people. They were not spiritually awakened. When you read the book of Ezekiel chapter 26, verses 36, he says, Behold, I'll give you a new heart, and I'll remove from you the heart of stone, and I'll put within you a heart of flesh. Then not only will he change your spirit to give you a recreated spirit, he says, and I will put my spirit within you. That's a lot of change. So we are now awakened. Then he says, then I'll cause you to walk in my statutes. Meaning you are driven to love God. You are not being forced to obey some commandment. But because of the change of your heart and because of the presence of the spirit, it becomes easier to be caused to walk in the word of God. That's the dispensation we walk in. We are spiritual people. They weren't spiritual people. They weren't spiritual people. They were people of the flesh. They did not understand spiritual things. And so in order for them, follow in order for them to walk in the grace God gave them for their dispensation, they had to be motivated materially. Deuteronomy 28, let me show you. They had to be motivated materially because if there was no material motivation, they were going to fail to follow anything spiritual. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of God to observe carefully his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Position. Go on. It's things they can see that moved them. Without that, there would be no motivation to obey the word of God. Follow. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the word of God. Go on. Then he says, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Go on. Then he says, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, physical things, the produce of your ground, physical things, the increase of your cattle, physical things, the increase of your heads, physical things, the offsprings of your flock, physical things. Go on. Blessed shall, you, shall your baskets and your kneeling bowls be, physical things. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Everybody's watching me. He's saying this about blessed, physical things. <laughs> the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Physical things. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven. Physical things. Let's go on. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. Physical things. And in all which you set your hand, he will bless you in the land that the Lord is giving you. Go on. The Lord will establish you as his holy people to himself, which they even failed because they didn't understand holiness. 
just as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Hallelujah. Then all peoples of the earth shall see physical things that you are called by the name of the Lord because you are rich, you've married well, you have children, your storehouses are full, you are driving cars. But you see, in this dispensation, wealth is not a mark of God's blessing on you. Wealth is not a mark of God's blessing on you. This is why people who think because they have, then God is with them, are living in the, one of the highest degrees of error for a person in the New Testament. Their dispensation allowed them to only obey the word of God because of things. But when you look at 1 John chapter 2 verse 15, you know what the Bible says? G give it to me. 1 John 2 15. Do not love the world or the things some of you, they even joke for you at you. You like things, eh? then you're like, not really. <laughs> if anyone loves the world or loves, the love of the Father is not in him. For them, they had no problem obeying God because of things. Because God promised them. Why? Because their nature demanded that they can only follow God when, they are, when there's a carrot dangling before them. But in the New Testament, that's not how we operate. The tables have turned. And if you want to walk in the fullness of the grace of the covenant that Jesus made with the Father, you have to understand how grace operates. That's how you walk in it. Are you ready? Yes, Pastor. Let me show you the New Testament principle of grace. I'll show you something. The Bible says one thing and it ends. <laughs> Uh, give me Ephesians chapter 1. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to develop people who are dispensationally relevant. People who understand the times they are living in and what they need in order to be successful for their time. And you are one of those people. Hallelujah. I said you are one of those people. Listen, every time you attend a teaching like this, the glory on your head shifts. The Bible says there's a man of knowledge increases in strength. Now, the word strength there is abstract uh, strength, metaphysical strength. We're talking about imaginary strength, not strength for beating people or strength that you get from eating food, from metabolism and its processes. It's talking about abstract strength, financial strength, health strength. And we can therefore conclude that the basic or the basic unit, the basic building block for strength is knowledge. So how much knowledge you have is a determinant of the amount of strength you are living in. That's what the Bible is saying when it says a man of, of knowledge increases strength. So you see, when we finish, by the time we are done teaching this, because your knowledge increases, your strength, eh? how many are already seeing that their strength is increasing? It has to. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus. Daniel Kaira, to the saints in Hoff and faithful in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I'm an apostle to you. 
I may not be an apostle to other people, but in this place, this is an apostle. Yeah. But don't call me apostle, Daniel. It says, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he begins to introduce the, the stuff now, eh? Now, listen to the next one. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. Let's read it together. May, shall we? One, two, three, go. Next, you see, Kwapwa, he starts talking about other things. He didn't, talk to, he didn't start talking about who has blessed us with uh, full baskets, heads of cattle. No. If you are flesh-driven, you will think the New Testament is insufficient for you because it just says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's all he ends there. For those, they needed to be told, uh, your bank account shall not end. Uh, if you follow God, you see, you have children. You, but for you, all he says is he's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Then he says in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ah, You see, to walk in the grace as provided in the New Testament, you must be spiritual. You can't afford to be carnal. You'll be experiencing intermi an intermittent flow of the blessing. You'll be experiencing sporadic, a sporadic flow, spontaneous. Sometimes you go down, sometimes you go up. Somebody say, I'm a spiritual person. Come on, say it, I'm a spiritual person. It's an issue of crystallization. It's an issue of getting everything spiritual that God has given you and manifesting it in the flesh. It's not an issue of looking for things in the flesh as, as a show that God is with you because of your obedience. No. You are not in the Old Testament. You've been given everything. That's why he says. That's what he says. But why don't you walk in everything? Why are you not experiencing some of this stuff? You don't understand the dispensation in which you live. May we stand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you can name this, you can name this part 3A. Okay, this is part 3A of... Um, We've been dealing with a subject we've been calling the ever-increasing grace, and this has been part 3A. We are calling it how to increase in grace. So this is how you increase in grace. Next week, I'll show you something very interesting. You know what I want to deal with next week? I want to deal with two things. I wish I had five hours to teach. You know, sometimes... Sometimes there's so much to offload, then you realize your time is up. <laughs> so next week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about appropriating or moving things from one realm and bringing them to the other. Then I will talk about other ways of increasing in grace. Hallelujah.